to today on Broadway for Friday, January 24th, 2020. I'm arts and culture writer Ashley Steves. And I am Broadway star's James Marino. Hi, James Marino. We've got a busy show today because we had a show opening on Broadway on Thursday night. Not only that, but a Broadway debut, which we always love to see. But another thing we love to see, your support over at Patreon. If you haven't yet backed us and are feeling like you might want to, then head over to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio or broadwayradio.com slash Patreon to support us. Keep making this show five days a week, plus some other shows I'm not a part of, but are also pretty good. You know, sometimes we're even too good, as James likes to text me about show notes or show news that we covered months ago. (laughs) (laughs) Did you hear about drama books opening? (laughs) Well, you know, for some reason on Thursday night, it's like all over Facebook about... This November news about Drama Bookstore, I thought that maybe something new and additional had happened, but uh, no, still, still the same. Still, still trying same. to make fetch happen. Ah, yes, indeed. <laughs> All over the balcony. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, get to, we'll, we'll get. We'll get. We're going to get to that. Okay. Well, maybe a little. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, yeah, anybody who's a Patreon member does not get to get puked on, so, at uh, Mean Girls. People at people at Mean Girls, clearly not Patreon supporters. Yeah, exactly. It's upsetting. They should be. Look what happens. Look what happens if you don't support us on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the first up. We have the reviews are in for Best Walls, Grand Horizons. Yeah. On the Broadway. On the Broadway, yes. Thursday night, as I said, brought in the second Broadway opening of the week with Best Bowl's new play, Grand Horizons, which opened at the Helen Hayes Theater. The limited run, which began previews December 23rd, is directed by Leigh Silverman and presented by Second Stage Theater and stars James Cromwell, Jane Alexander, Michael Urey, Ben McKenzie, Priscilla Lopez, Malik Pankali, and Ashley Park. This is, as I mentioned, Wool's Broadway debut, following the off-Broadway works such as Make Believe, Pretty Filthy, and Small Mouth Sounds. Grand Horizons is coming from a pre-Broadway run at Williamstown Theatre Festival. The play follows Nancy and Bill, played by Alexander and Cromwell, respectively, who have spent 50 years married until Nancy suddenly walks out as they settle into their new home in the eponymous Grand Horizons. As James said, we've got our first reviews in the show, which come down pretty mixed, starting with Jesse Green at the New York Times, who writes, quote, Like them, Grand Horizons is perfectly structured, mimicking the classic works of stage comedy, with a stupendous Act 1 curtain, a neat Act 2 surprise, and a final beat that would be haunting if the road leading to it weren't so littered with extorted laughs. Nor can the production, including the, uh, that alarming lighting by Jen Shriver, be faulted. Silverman seems to have staged the play exactly as Wool intended, stopping shy only of a laugh track to get the audience coughing up yucks. There is a bit more that I want to mention about that review, but first, Romatory at New York One says, Back and forth the play goes, sometimes silly, sometimes deadly serious. Wool is a smart writer, and if Grand Horizons is not exactly grand, it is deceptively insightful, especially at the end. Staged by Leigh Silverman, we get a taste of what it could be if everyone wasn't working so hard to make us laugh. And finally, Frank Sheck at The Hollywood Reporter writes, 
That much of this formulaic material nonetheless proves highly amusing is a testament to Wool's often genuinely funny writing, the expert comic direction of Lee Silverman, and the ensemble's terrific performances. That old-fashioned play co-commissioned at Second Stage and the Williamstown Theater Festival feels like a departure coming from the author of such stylistically daring works as Small Mouth Sounds and Make Believe. Ironically, it will probably become her most popular work to date. It's easy to imagine Grand Horizons becoming a huge crowd pleaser in regional theaters with its two lead roles catnip for veteran performers. And those veteran performers will have an opportunity to shine, as do Alexander and Cromwell, especially in the play's final and best scene. For those few minutes, at least, Grand Horizons achieves a poignancy in depth that have otherwise eluded it. We will have the link to all of those reviews in the roundup in the show notes, but I'm really not too surprised by this, James. I don't think it's out of the ordinary for what might be considered a playwright's weaker or less risky show to make it to Broadway. Obviously, not everyone is going to have something like Slave Play as their first show, which might be for the best because it also might set the bar very high for future shows. But I've seen Make Believe, which was one of my favorites last year. I love Pretty Filthy. Didn't get to see Small Mouth Sounds, unfortunately. These probably aren't quite the reviews she's looking for, but her writing is always strong. Grand Horizons is a formula that works, and a lot of critics are comparing it to a Neil Simon piece, including Green, which, as I said, I wanted to talk about more, as he essentially says it's bizarre, bizarre that she's trying the genre, but she always works in the constraints of genre, so, I mean, maybe that's the point. And I don't want to be like producers, take more risks with her work. It's really just keep producing her work to see what genre you get, I guess. So uh, it seems as though that uh, Bess has found some big fans in the major uh, off-Broadway uh, producing oh, yeah, spectrum. Absolutely. and they And these are people, you know, second stage, um, you know, continues to support her. So, you know, I, I don't think that they're so concerned with the reviews. And, and no, Bess no. is... Bess is just a proven entity of how talented uh, she is. Yeah. So I I look forward to the next things. That's the thing. Like, they're going to continue to support her work. People who love her are going to continue to support her work. And if she's, you know, a a genre-specific writer, the show isn't necessarily a look at what's to come for her next show, because her shows are all so different. Mm Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah. I mean, I'm looking forward to seeing this. Are you scheduled to see it? I am. I'm seeing it on the 5th, I believe, of February. Okay. I have it coming up uh, in the next couple of weeks as well. There you go. Uh, And uh, I I was thinking to myself, second stage, the the Helen Hayes Theater is second stage's third stage. So will they change their name? (laughs) <laughs> they might third stage second stage at the Helen Hayes yes third second you know who's uh, on first it's you know it always confuses me when I go down south and they have a sorry a bank called five thirds where's that? Like that it's, a, it's some, some sort of I was like these people that can't really do math should they have your money uh, no no absolutely not <laughs> they should not have my money <laughs> I've given the South some money in the end of the previous year. They don't get any more for a bit. I only give the waffle shop 
Waffle House. Waffle House, please. Yes. Oh, God. Exactly. Perfect. The only only place you can, you know, (laughs) you can can do a weather report based upon whether it's open or closed. Oh, so true. So true. God, love it. All right. So uh, let's move into our next thing, which is our friends at ExpressVPN. Yes. And uh, Matt's been great in talking about what ExpressVPN is and giving us really good. <laughs> and Ashley's like, James, you do it instead. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, let's get back to the basics here. Some of you might not know what a VPN stands for. It stands for Virtual Private Network, and there's many, many reasons to use a VPN, but let's talk about two that are really important. first reason to use an uh, ExpressVPN is security. If you're connected to a public Wi-Fi network, maybe at a hotel or an airport, coffee shop, wherever, even your friend's house. Don't let your friend snoop on you. Uh, There's no way to know how secure this (laughs) network is. It could be 100% secure or it could be insecure and showing all your personal information. Maybe, you know, even if you share Wi-Fi with your uh, roommates or something like that or uh, sweet mates or things, you know. If you use ExpressVPN... Yeah, if you use ExpressVPN on any of your any of your devices, a laptop, phone, tablet, this will prevent anyone from seeing your personal info, which is important. The second reason to use ExpressVPN, it can change your location so that you can view services that are restricted by location. Matt had a great one yesterday about, you know, if an album drops 12 p.m. or 12 a.m. Yes, in the get local it early. and yes. you can be 12 a.m. in Australia, you know, true. pick that up can impress you know? all your friends by getting it early. Exactly. Got all your that, uh, equally geeky friends. Exactly. So you can change your location. If you want to watch the BBC or NT Live from the U.S., you can use ExpressVPN to make you think, make them think that you're in the U.K. and vice versa. If you're in another part of the world and you want to view PBS's great performances, use ExpressVPN to connect to PBS.org. Uh, and you can use it from almost 100 different countries, so don't let technology stop you from getting in your Sondheim fix, oh, right, Ashley? Of course, yeah. That's right. you got you got me hooked. I got you All there. Right. Yeah. yeah, I was like, oh, well, now I gotta run. So ExpressVPN is lightning fast, and you and you will not have buffering issues that other VPN services have. So if you want uh, to visit our special link right now, ExpressVPN dot com slash broadway you can get an extra three months of expressvpn for free support the show watch what you want and protect yourself at expressvpn.com slash broadway love it love it love it so the mean girls head back to the movie theaters yeah. in a new musical oh to movie to Musical <laughs> adaptation, yes, yeah, exactly. a little bit of everything. It's yeah. the um, the the producers type of story. A little bit, yeah. So, as announced yesterday, Mean Girls will once again try to make fetch happen. As producers behind the Broadway musical announced, the production will be adapted for the big screen for Paramount Pictures. Of course, the musical is based on a movie already, 2004's Mean Girls, which is based on a book, Queen Bees and Wannabes. Says creator Tina Fey, quote, I'm very excited to bring Mean Girls back to the big screen. I've been inc- it's been incredibly gratifying to see how much the movie and the musical have meant to audiences. I've spent 16 years with these characters now. They are my Marvel Universe, and I love them dearly. <laughs> very cute. The announcement also confirmed 
from the show had recouped its capitalization, and also that the producers are in final talks to bring the show to London's West End next year. So, James, Matt, and I have talked a lot about movie musicals recently, especially with Cat's existence, which is, mm-hmm. you know, a whole other beast. But also the announcement of the Matilda musical adapt- uh, adaptation just this week, which is exactly the same vein of this announcement, as you mentioned before, the producers as well. But Matilda even more so because there's a book that was turned into a movie that was turned into a mu- musical that is now going to be turned into a movie musical. I've kind of seen the reactions split into two different camps on this. One, glad it's being developed this way for posterity and for a larger audience. And two, you know, just record the actual production and release it. Yeah, uh, I think that, uh, I think all of those things have merit. Um, And and maybe they can do all of them. I mean, certainly rent. Sure. You know, yes, the, the yes. rent thing happened in so many different types of ways, from television to movie theaters to recording on st- the actual stage production. So why not? But I-, I want to make sure that Tina Fey breaks out of her 16-year cycle here and writes something new. That would be very good. I yeah. mean, 30 Rock the Musical, I guess. Will be yeah. I mean, this is very... Uh, what's it on... It's coming on High School Musical, the movie, the series, mm, yeah. or however that chain of events goes. So I'm assuming it will be Mean Girls, the movie, the musical, the movie. <laughs> it's just very strange. It's very strange. And again, there's been two of these that have been announced this week between Matilda and this. So people were kind of wondering if uh, after Cats, movie movie musicals were going to take a little bit of a hit and we just keep getting more in different variations. Well, I mean, there is a difference between an announcement and the actual thing coming up. Oh, no, of course. Yeah. But I I think that... We'll see what happens. You know, I think that uh, Mr. Lin Man, when his... uh, When In In the Heights comes out and when Hamilton comes out... I mean, the tick tick boom comes out. I think those things, it's going to be a whole renaissance for Mm, this thing. And I mean, and as you said at the top of the show, uh, it's not the worst Mean Girls thing in the news from yesterday, if you're counting an unfortunate (laughs) balcony incident. It's at least got that. All right, let's talk about some Broadway casting news. We have Carolina Change completes its Broadway casting as the upcoming Roundabout Theater Company Broadway revival of uh, Janine Tesori and Tony Kushner's Carolina Change has officially completed its casting. Uh, Samantha Williams, who made her Broadway debut in Dear Evan Hansen, or DEH, will take on the role of Emmy, the role that won Anika Nani Rose, her Tony Award in 2004. 2004? Was it that long ago? I know. Can you believe oh, that? Oh my goodness. 16 years. I did that math Ooh, in my head. Look at you. Yeah. Just she like Mean will... Girls. Yeah. <laughs> Stop trying to make fetch happen. She will join the previously announced uh, Sharon D. Clark, who plays Caroline Thibodeau, and John Cariani, and Cassie Levy. Oh, there's Cassie. And there's joining the cast. Cassie. Yeah, Cassie, she's letting it go. Uh, also joining the cast are Caden Armari Anderson, Joylyn Hermelin, 
uh, Kevin McAllister, uh, and Kenjay, and Jaden Miles Walden. Carolina Change will be directed by Michael Longhurst and is scheduled scheduled to begin begin previews. Scheduled. It says it says begin twice in this script. So oh, begin, I mean, begin. I'm kidding. We, we all write quickly. I know. Begins previews <laughs> on March 13th at Studio 54 ahead of an April 7th opening. Our revival category, musical revival between Company, yeah. West Side Story, and this, it's uh, with that casting, that's a tough race. I mean, I think a lot of people have kind of already decided it, but could see a Sondheim-related split, and depending on what Carolina Change looks like on the Broadway stage again, could be a lot of fun. This is a fun award season so far. Yeah, it is stacking up to be uh, quite the March, April, and May None of us are going to have any sleep. I was going to say, I say it's fun now. Please yeah. ask me again in May when I am ready to quit yes. theater-related jobs. <laughs> <laughs> Just don't bring it up. All right. What do we have in other show and casting news? Yeah, a couple of quick bits of news worth mentioning, James. Samuel Bailey Shook will transfer to the West End at Trafalgar Studios, the play which won the 2019 Papatango New Writing Prize and debuted at the South Wark Playhouse is scheduled to begin performances on April 8th ahead of a limited engagement run from April 14th through May 9th. Artistic director George Turvey will reunite the original company, including Joseph Davies, Josh Finnan, Andrea Hall, and Ivan Oick. The original production was nominated for seven off-West End awards, including Best Production and Best New Play. And also in the news yesterday, Emily Feldman's upcoming world premiere of The Best We Could, A Family Tragedy, has announced its cast. Leading the company will be Tony winner Frank Wood and Ari Graynor. The cast will also include Gabby Beans, Howard W. Overshone, and Constance Shulman. Manhattan Theatre Club will mount the world premiere starting May 5th ahead of a May 19th opening at MTC's off-Broadway stage at New York City Center. And Daniel Alkin will direct. Excellent. And... Our recommendation section, we're coming back, we're closing the loop up here. Coming on back, yep, coming back to Best Wool. This week's episode of uh, Variety Stagecraft with Gordon Cox features the playwright, and she talks about Grand Horizons as well as Small Mouth Sounds, Make Believe, and more, all of which we mentioned in this episode. It's a really great listen where she talks about chasing the wildest ideas you have and really reaching within your imagination, as she tends to do. And again, across genres. So be sure to give that one a listen if you haven't already. And finally, to close out the show, James, yesterday the trailer dropped for the upcoming Sundance documentary, We Are Freestyle Love Supreme. Directed by Boardwalk Pictures' Andrew Freed, the documentary, which features Lin-Manuel Miranda, Tommy Kale, Anthony Veneziali, Chris Jackson, Utkarsh Ambudkar, and Chris Sullivan, among other members of the group, was filmed over 15 years. It's like Boyhood the Documentary, or like Merrily We Roll Along 
long over however many years they're doing it, 30, 40. <laughs> but, <laughs> but the film uh, explores the history of the improv group from drama bookshop basement to the Broadway stage. Screenings are scheduled to take place at Sundance on January 28th and 31st. The stock looks really great, though, James. I want to see it. I want to see it. I want to be at Sundance, but also I don't want to be anywhere near Sundance. <laughs> yeah, Sundance this time of year Mm-mm. is a Mm-mm. bit of a challenge. Mm-mm. But I mean, between that and then Jeremy O'Harris has got his new film there. Very Broadway heavy. Love it. Yeah, that's a great thing. All right, Ashley, why don't you get us out of here? All right. Thank you for listening today on Broadway. Be sure to head over to patreon.com slash broadwayradio or broadwayradio.com slash patreon to back us if you haven't already. And also support those who support us and head over to expressvpn.com slash broadway to get those three extra months free. Don't want to pass that up. You can find us on Facebook and Twitter at Broadway Radio, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at no, this is Ashley. James Marina what is coming up in this weekend's programming uh well the final episode of our come from away series that the uh, folks oh, over wow. curtain call that one quick yeah it's uh episode number seven seven or eight uh i, think, I forget I which one seven yeah is it seven I episode so. seven i might have lost track of one yeah coming on saturday morning at 12 a.m broadway time so uh, you can check that out. And on Serious Sunday, business. on Sunday we have this week on Broadway with uh, the return of Jenna Tessa Fox. Ah, very nice. And uh, Michael Portantier, and uh, then Matt Nashley, or as we call them, Mashley. Oh, do we'll we? We'll be back on do Monday. We, do we do that? <laughs> <laughs> All right.